Blog Talk Radio. Saturday morning to you, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I've lined up some really wonderful guests for today's program. But before we get started, I want to let you all know that starting next week, we'll have a new time. We'll begin at 6 a.m. Now, I know that's a little early, but if you get up and get started by 6 a.m., it really does extend your weekend, so that's good. Give it a try next week and see what you think. In just a moment, my good friend from the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority, Erin Rays, we, we go way, way back, will be stopping by and sharing some wonderful news about all the recent changes going on with his department and how these changes are benefiting both the animals and the people they serve. And if you're the type of person who likes going on adventures with your dog, you're going to want to hear what our second guest has to say. He's an author and dog enthusiast who has written a great book called Best Hikes with Dogs, Southern California. So stay tuned. Lots of great information is coming up here on the new and best news talk radio station in Southern California, KGIL, AM 540 and 1260. We'll be right back. Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Aaron Riz from the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority. That's always so hard for me to say. That's a mouthful, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Better known as Siaka. We'll stick with that. Good morning, Aaron. It's so nice to have you here Thank today. you, Marie. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. We go back a long way. Yes, we do. You've been coming on the Pet Place television show for many, many years, showcasing all the beautiful animals mm-hmm. from your shelter. And um, and it's just been fun times. It's Pet Place. <laughs> Hasn't it? I, I remember back in the early 90s and, you know, just being terrified, you know. I mean, to I'm, be on TV. Yeah, to be on TV. And, <laughs> you know, good old Fred made it, uh, you know, really comfortable and easy for yeah. both. You know, me and the animals, so... He was a great guy. He's a great guy, you know, and, um, you know, he's, stu- he's still with us. I think he's given us Absolutely. that energy and, and guidance that, that we need, so... But, yeah, we, we go back, don't we? We sure do. Well, you know, I know you've got some really good programs going on at Seattle now with oh, some of your adoptions. I've heard about a program called True Blue. Oh, and you're wearing a blue wristband. I'm uh, wearing wrist a blue wristband that says True Blue Friend, and you know what? I should have brought you one, but I will pop one in the mail to you, oh, okay? <laughs> about that what's true blue well you know true blue is uh it's a marketing program it's okay. picture this for a minute you're you're driving down the street and you look over and you you see a car lot and you know on that lot is a 19 you know 98 uh nissan or mazda mm-hmm. really nothing special about the car but probably a really good car you know good gas mileage everything else true blue is that sign on the window that says you know, good mileage. It's the balloons on the antenna that draw that makes you look at that that car and even consider buying that car. Okay. Now, what I mean by that is, people walk through the shelter all the time, and they see animals. They walk right by animals that are the best animals in the world. I mean, they're love monkeys. They're reaching out. They're looking at you with those sweet eyes. Yeah. They're. But their only problem is they're 
four years old, five years old, six years old. They're and most people are looking for the puppies. They're looking for the puppies. They may be the bigger dogs. They may mm-hmm. be a little overweight. They may be, you know, have an ear bigger than the other. They may, you know, have some kind of quirky right. thing about them. But uh-huh. you know that that you know they're basically not a puppy. They're not tiny. They're not a newborn. They're not a pure breed. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there's nothing wrong with them. They're the perfect loyal, loving, smart pet. And True Blue allows us to hang a sign on their cage, uh, wear shirts, put our bracelets on, uh, put a blue bandana on them. We have banners hanging at our at our animal care center. Wow. And we want people to ask, hey, what's this all about? Why him? Why her? You know, and that's that's it. It's a marketing campaign. Oh, it's a way- how's that working for you? It's working out wonderfully. Oh, yeah, so people love it. They they call us and send us pictures and say, you know, we... Uh, we adopted Buffy, you know, the the mm-hmm. seven-year-old Australian mix. And, you know, we get these pictures and, you know, Buffy's out on a boat with the family, you know, in the river. And she's <laughs> just hanging out. They're totally hanging. Yeah, just loving life. And you can just see it in her face that she's just the happiest dog in the world. And we get we have success story after success story. You know, it's oh, still a tough sell. And you know, because you've been in the sheltering business for many years, yeah. that, you know, people come through looking for a, a specific uh, type of animal and they, they prefer the younger animals. But, sure. So we're just trying to... Uh, you know, use the true blue. It rhymes. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. It's it's L.A. You know, it's <laughs> you know, hint hint hint. Dodgers, come yeah. on, let's let's do something together. Um, you know, but it gets people to ask, and uh, we're happy to tell them all about uh, our true blue animals. Now, are you having any special events or anything like that coming up at your shelter? You know what, we are. Uh, first off, we just took part in that Orange County. Uh, Pet Expo, the right. OC Pet Expo. Oh yeah, that was the first time you guys first came out. First time ever. How was it? Oh, it was wonderful. We we adopted uh, seventeen or eighteen animals. No way. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Wow. Staff and volunteers were there for I think we we, we were there for two days, not three, but um, they were there all day. Okay. You know, and it was just it was amazing. It's all animal people, and those are the best people in the world. Sure. You know? And a lot of people were coming specifically to find pets. They sure were. Yes. But there were so many pets available. I'm just so oh. thrilled to hear that you adopted for as seventeen. Many as you did. Right. And we were right next to other adoption partner groups and you know rescues and and it was it was really neat to see. It's so nice to see when animal shelters um, you know are able to stand shoulder to shoulder with rescue groups and adoption partners doing the same thing uh-huh. you know what i mean laughing hugging petting animals because that's really what it's all about we're in the sure. we're in the business together you know uh-huh. we we like to think their door doesn't swing as quickly as ours ours has to swing quickly and you know that from being in the sheltering business because right. animals are coming in from the streets and in the front doors and we can't turn them away we have to take them right. you know rescue groups are our our friends our outlets our partners if mm-hmm. you will and helping us get some of these dogs like and cats like the True Blues mm-hmm. um, out into the community and getting them adopted. So it was an amazing experience. But we do, uh, in answer to your question, we do have Critter Run coming up. What's Critter Run? Well, it's it's our fifth year. It's a motorcycle uh, fundraiser ride. And okay. The Mid City Hog Chapter and L.A. Harley Davidson, um, they're they're the big sponsors, if you will. They put this thing on. This is. This is done by them for us, for the animals and programs at Siaka. And they get all their membership and others that want to ride. And, you know, they pay their entrance fee, which is really low. It's like 10 bucks or 15 or something. You know, they get okay. a riding pin. And they take off and ride for animals, you know, to try to raise money and awareness. And uh, it ends at Siaka. And we have, a you know, a, a big, giant parking lot with trees and plants and flowers and roses and it's a very nice facility, but we put up tents. We got a live band. We've got you know uh, vendors there and, and food, yeah. and, and it's an open house. So it's a it's just a big party. It's our way of giving back 
to them saying thank you for thinking of the animals and 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 you know for having your your you know your one fundraiser ride of the year uh, go towards the animals and programs at Siaka. So it's a blast. Wow, that sounds so fun. Well, I should find out from you, and you should tell all our listeners. Um, First of all, where is Siaka, and uh, how do people get involved in this event if they want to? Well, we're in the city of Downey, and the address is 9777 Siaka Street in the city of Downey. Uh, our website is siaka.org. Let me spell Siaka, too, because okay. a lot of people get that wrong. It's S-E-A-A-C-A. So double A. Double A in the middle. Okay. Yes, yeah, C, then C-A. Dot, uh, O-R-G, O-R-G, and then you can, you know, we've got all the information on the website, uh, Critter Run is uh, scheduled for Sunday, July 27th. Oh, okay. So and people have time. They have time. Okay. Yeah, we're just getting started now, and and uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm, we're looking for. Uh, you know, maybe we can do something with a pet place for that. Sure. We're definitely uh, trying to get Go Country on board as well because we <laughs> we want to have this fan back, and I know that Go Country's in the same building. I just learned that right now, so yeah. I'm not leaving. I'm handcuffing myself to the. Uh, to the door. And not we'll we'll hook you up with some of the, the big shots here H- when you're hook, all done. Hook me up, Marie. It's all who you know, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, you aside from the sheltering business, you're also involved with animal control, which is more of the law enforcement side of animal sheltering. Mm-hmm. And uh, law enforcement with regards to animal control, a lot of people think of that in a really negative way, you know, the evil dog catcher which I always hated when I was an animal control right. officer because we're out there trying to do good things and right. educate and rescue animals and yes. keep people and animals safe, and we continue to get the bad rap in the press. Sure. And so um, so I know that uh, you're out in the animal control world, and you've recently had a pretty difficult situation with one of your uh, fellow officers. Can you tell me a little bit sure. about that? Sure, we did. It uh we had an animal control officer. He's a two-year veteran, uh, 28 years old. He went to a house in the city of Lakewood, and it was a, a routine call uh, okay. to to uh, pick up uh, three animals. They were in noncompliance, and so they agreed, okay, I'm going to relinquish three pit bulls. So they, they had like five, five dogs, right. and they're only allowed to have two. Two, okay. Correct. So they were going to relinquish three, and uh, he went to the location. We'd been there before, uh, I believe on three different occasions for different things like running at large and sanitary maintenance and things, but... Um, so these people were generally not being very responsible with their pets. Correct. They okay. had too many pets and no dog licenses, no rabies vaccinations. And um, anyways, he makes contact with the owner, and she walks him into the backyard, and and uh, she's with him, and the dogs appear to be fine. They know he's there, and they're mm-hmm. you know walking along the fence line, and um, you know she makes some comments to him like, well, good luck catching them and, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. So she wasn't going to help him She at wasn't going to help him. He asked for her help. That's our standard protocol that, you know, look, you're the owner. This is your house. This is their domain. Would you help us by, you know, maybe perhaps bringing one by one to us on a leash and then we'll take it from there kind of thing? Right. Just so it's, you know, it's without incident and also it's less stressful on the sure. dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't offering any help whatsoever. Um, as a matter of fact, she went back inside the house without any notice. Oh, no. And that set one of the dogs off, the, the, the biggest dog off, the biggest male pit bull named Rocky. And the officer immediately you know, noticed that she was gone, so he started making his way for the gate um, where they him. entered. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's protocol. Get mm-hmm. out of there, but don't turn your back and run. Right. So he starts making his way, and this pit bull uh, identifies that, sees him doing that, and cuts him off, uh-huh. cuts off his path. And then the others start gathering around and getting agitated and, and so uh, Rocky comes at him, and he, you know, has to have his he has his catch pole in front of him, and he, he starts giving verbal commands as as they're trained to do. And sure. in the meantime, he's calling for the owner, 
and um, and then it just went a bad situation. Really went worse when uh, when Rocky jumped on him and he fell backwards. There was a lot of trash oh, and debris. No. He fell on his back. Yeah, that's terrible. And that that was that's when um, he just started chewing on his arms and hands. And, oh, you know, he was able to. You know, he took jujitsu for two months. It was it was the cutest thing in the emergency room. He says, Captain, I'm so glad I took jujitsu for two months because I was able to leg lock the dog. And, <laughs> ultimate fighting. You know, fighting. a total ultimate fighting with a dog. But it kept with a, a pit bull. With a pit bull. Very nice. I hope somebody taped it. You know, it's going to be on oh, YouTube. No. But it was just really, you know. Is he okay? He's okay. He came oh, in yesterday to the good. to the shelter, and he's all, you know, taped up, bandaged up. But um, he says the doctors at the hospital did an amazing job, and and he was really lucky. I mean, he didn't. Um, uh, it didn't damage a, a main artery. It didn't get his face or neck. Wow. So you know, your arms and legs can heal. Um, he does have some mus- you know muscle damage, and so he'll be needing some therapy. But uh, he's he's actually anxious and excited to get back to work. Oh and, well, that's good. You know. that's good. I think it just it just really illustrates how dangerous the job can be. I mean, yeah. you're working with animals, and uh-huh. you know, you can't be complacent. Uh-huh. Uh, not saying that he was complacent. No. Um, but we do you know we do look for and train our officers to be. Uh, you know, really alert and sure. use good common sense and, and utilize their their training and their tools. And, and we try to do everything we do is compassion based. That's why we try to tell people, look, you know, can you help us and bring you know a, 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 yeah. the dog out one by one mm-hmm. because it's less stressful on the dog. I think the real dangerous part is the <clears throat> irresponsible pet owner. A lot of people look at the story and they'll say, oh, pit bull, pit bull. You know, that's right. the bad thing. But right. it's not the dogs. It was an owner first who had five dogs when they should have only had two. Correct. So they clearly weren't able to give enough time to the dogs to train them properly, to socialize them properly. They were probably just outdoor backyard dogs. They were. And, and that's a recipe for disaster. Right. And, of course, people will always blame the breed, whereas the blame rests squarely on the shoulders of the irresponsible pet owner. Exactly. And, and I just really want to stress that. Well, it could have been a backyard of. full of German shepherds. It sure. doesn't matter. when they're Or unsoci- standard poodles. Or standard poodles. Yeah. When they're, when, they're, uh, when they're unkempt, they're unsocialized, they don't get the attention they, they need, um, mm-hmm. dogs know it, they can feel it, and they just become, you know, bullies and punks. It doesn't matter. They could be chihuahuas. Sure. So, unfortunately, with pit bulls, they, they really do get the bad rap. They're... Pit, the, the, issue, the, the pit bull issue is just that they're very strong. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're very strong. They're 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 built for that. They're and they need an owner who understands yes. all of their qualities mm-hmm. and knows how to raise them properly right. and does so. I've met some of the nicest pit bulls ever. Me too. I mean, they're the sweetest dogs in the in the world. And and I've met some of the meanest, but I've also mm-hmm. met some of the meanest chow chows. I mean, I could just go down the list. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So really, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to um, uh, you know label the breed. You know, we just this just kind of exemplifies it. You know, we yeah, we, we do need to keep pushing for responsible pet ownership, and and there's there is a, a genuine need for you know animal law enforcement out there. Because of course, you know, the, the police are there to help too, but they mm-hmm. all have shotguns in their hands and they're ready to shoot, and they're wondering why we're ready to go in the backyard and get them. And we tell them that's what we do. That's, yeah. that's how we do it. We don't. We don't. And u- you can usually do it just with your voice. With our voice, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. We have two or more officers, and you know from animal control, if you have two or more officers on scene, oh my gosh, you can do just about anything. Right. You can round up a rhinoceros. <laughs> you know, it's, you know how that is. Yeah. You know, with your catch pole, your voice, uh-huh. your experience, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, your your unit, your horse trailer, or whatever it is. But sure. that's like, oh my gosh, let's get to work. You yeah. know, and so it's very different. Um, and you guys do a great job, and, and I'm looking at the time here. I could talk to you probably for uh, An hour. two whole shows, <laughs> where it's probably longer than that. But I'm going to have to say we have to stop. Well, but 
please, you. Please have me back. I, yes. I, I'd be honored. Oh, that would be great, Erin. And one more time, if somebody wanted to get involved with Yaka Volunteer, come down and see some of your pets, let's give your contact info one more time. Okay. Uh, our website is siaka.org. That's S-E-A-A-C-A dot O-R-G. And our phone number is 562-803-3301. Fantastic. Thanks, Erin, for coming down. We have to take a very quick break now, but just ahead, Alan Rydell will be telling us about the very best places in Southern California where you can go hiking with your dog. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more Pet Place Radio here on AM 540 and 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Remember, starting next week, we'll be on at 6 a.m. So if you enjoy all the info we have on the Pet Place Radio Show, be sure to make a note of that and wake up early. Now, let me introduce Alan Rydell, who's written a wonderful book that I think all dog people should carry in their cars. Good morning, Alan, and welcome. Thank you. So you've written a book, and tell me if I have the title wrong. It's um, How to Hike with Your Dog... Southern California edition. It's actually Best Hikes with Dogs in Southern California, and it's published by the Mountaineers Books. Oh, outstanding. Now tell me, how did you get involved in putting together a book like this? Uh, It's kind of interesting. I was posting on the Internet on a hiking site called localhikes.com, and the Mountaineers Books saw me with pictures of my dog hiking all over the place, Mm -hmm. my dogs actually, (laughs) and they asked me if I would like to submit a prospectus for a book. So I did, and they they took me up on it. There was already a series of, of best hikes with dogs in other states, and they liked my work, and Pretty much that's the story. Wow. While I was While I was in the middle of writing that book as well, they asked me to write 100 Classic Hikes in Southern California, which just came out at the beginning of May as oh, well. Oh, wow. So you've been busy. Now, Pretty busy. <laughs> what are some of your favorite regions that you like to hike in Southern California? And, and I'd, I'd really like to stick to the places that you like to go with your dogs. I really love the Southern San Jacintos, which uh, part of the area is wilderness, but if you get below the wilderness, um, it's, it's, it's a place called the Desert Divide, okay. and there aren't a lot of travelers that go there. It's, it's high enough so that if you go early enough in the summer, it's not super hot, but if you go later in the day, the, the sun can cook you. But in the wintertime, there's no one out there. It's just a wonderful place to take the dogs. There are lots of areas where you can you know, walk around and have them roam, and it's just a great place. Well, do you have um, some advice for people who want to get out with their pets but aren't sure how to start? The best thing to do to get started with your pets is to first begin getting them outside and just walking for about 30 minutes a day. Okay, because you want them to be in shape before you start on any of these. Certainly. If, if you get a dog outside walking on the pavement, you know, the sidewalk for 30 minutes a day, that will toughen up their pads. It will um, make their claws so that their, their claws aren't going to be a problem for them with splitting. They'll, they'll wear down their claws a little bit. They'll get their muscles in shape. They'll get their ligaments in shape. And basically, it just gets them all around ready for any type of hiking. And taking your dogs out for 30 minutes a day will set them up for just about anything that you want to do with them. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. Just that short amount of time will get your dogs ready to go on five-mile hikes, 10-mile hikes in no time. 
It does sound like great fun, but, you know, we've recently been hearing about some uh, wild animal encounters with people, um, specifically with coyotes. And I'm wondering, do um, you have any suggestions for people who are out hiking with their dogs in areas that are known to have uh, wild critters that they might come into contact with? Certainly. The, the first thing is to make sure that dogs are obedience trained. Okay. Um, there's no doubt about it that if your dog knows a command like stay and obeys you, that your dog is not going to get attacked by wild animals. I mean, it's going to be very, very rare that something is going to happen like that. But I've been with my dogs where coyotes have come out of the brush and tried to lure my dogs away from me. And since they are very well trained, they understand that when I tell them to stay, that it's very important that they stay. And they, they listen to me because I give them treats. So you're no. not going to recommend that somebody goes out with their, their puppy who hasn't had any kind of obedience training or anything like that. They really need to be well-trained and well-behaved. As, as long as a dog knows stay, come, and sit, a dog can do just about anything. But um, without knowing those three basic commands and knowing that those commands are imperative and that there's no, there, there's no real deviating from those commands, then a dog will be all right. But without that, I would say be very, very, very careful. Okay. That's, that's great advice. Now, I have a question. You know, I know a lot of places they have uh, dogs with the uh, circle and line going through them, you know, no dogs allowed. Um, do you come across a lot of hiking trails where you want to take your pet, but it looks like you're out of luck? Well, I've spent a lot of time hiking, so I, I know that there are those places, and there certainly are. It seems like Orange County has a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, Los Angeles, a little bit less. There are actually some of the canyons in Los Angeles that people can take their dogs as long as they're on leash. Okay. Once you get up into the forests, there are a lot better areas. But, uh, yeah, that, that is a concern, and I would say that the best thing to do is to just get involved when, when there are forest planning issues. Okay. People should go to those meetings, and dog owners, if, if we speak up, then those regulations will soon pass by the wayside. And, of course, you want to advocate, too, that dog owners are responsible and clean up, out of, clean up, can't talk, clean up after their pets. Of course. And, you know, keep your dogs on a leash and, and don't let your dogs chase after other hikers and all those good things because as soon as uh, the rangers start seeing problems, that's when the no dog signs start popping up everywhere. That is exactly what causes us the most, most concern. Uh, I mean, you can find scat on a trail with a toilet paper flag waving in it and someone will blame a dog. Wow. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's obvious that dogs don't use toilet paper, but <laughs> people don't, uh, there are a lot of people that don't clean up after their pets, and that's, that's probably the number one complaint about pet owners. The second complaint is that dogs are unruly or jumping on people, and, you know, for whatever reason, there are, there are plenty of people that have fear of dogs, mm -hmm. and even a dog that's friendly, that approaches someone off-leash, can be a real terror for someone that oh, has sure. a fear of pets. Mm -hmm. So it's important for pet owners to understand that we have to be the ambassadors whenever we're in the outdoors. Absolutely. That, you know, that, that we have to clean up after them, we have to show that we're responsible, and let other people know that our pets are okay. Whenever I run into people on the trails, I always make sure that I am off the trail with my dog, standing to the side so that people can pass. That's outstanding advice. I'm yeah. so glad to hear you advocating that. And, you know, I, I'm trying to get a lot of stuff uh, crammed into a very short amount of interview time, so let me ask you this. Are there any products out there that are essential for people hiking with dogs? 
Well, it, it really depends on what's going on. If you have larger size dogs, I would recommend taking pat, packs with them. They have a variety of dog packs that you can fit on their back and carry their water and their food. My dogs, unfortunately, are small to medium size, so it, it wouldn't even be worth it for them to carry packs on their back. But mm -hmm. if you have larger dogs, I would totally recommend that. Okay. Of course, there, there need to be leashes. I would say taking along uh, certain types of dog first aid because pads can crack. Um, things can happen, you know, stickers, thorns, and dogs get hurt just like people do, and, and that's probably the most imperative thing to take along is first aid for your dogs. Excellent advice. Now we're, we're down to the last few seconds, so very quickly, where can people find out more information about your book, website? Um, they can go to the mountaineersbooks.com. Okay. They can also look on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Borders.com, any of those websites. They can go to a bookstore, and they can search either by my name, Alan Riedel, or they can look for Best Hikes with Dogs in Southern California or 100 Classic Hikes in Southern California. Fantastic. Well, we need to take a very quick break, but we'll be back again on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'd like to tell you about a very special event coming up tomorrow. I know we talked about um, the special bikers uh, event coming up at Siaka, but that's um, way off in the summer. But um, coming up very soon is the fifth annual Motorcycle Ride for the Guides, and this is going to be tomorrow. It's a special fundraising event for Guide Dogs of America. The ride starts and finishes at the Guide Dogs of America office, which is located at 13445 Glen Oaks Boulevard. That's in Silmar, 91342 if you're going to map quest it. Registration is from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m., so get there early. The cost is just $30 a person, and it includes a barbecue lunch and a pin and a chance to win a Harley-Davidson FLHX Street Glide, customized by Donnie Smith. For more information, please visit GuideDogsOfAmerica.org. Now, if you'd like more information about the Pet Place and how we help homeless pets, please visit our website. It's PetPlace.org. You'll find our contact info there, and if you have questions for us or suggestions for our show topics or guests that you'd like featured, you can drop us a line. We also have lots of useful links for pet owners, so it's worth checking out periodically. And tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., our Pet Place television show airs on KDOC, which features the beautiful, adoptable pets from Southern California Animal Shelters and Rescues. You won't want to miss that, so if it's too early for you, set your VCRs or your DVRs. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next week here on AM 540 and 1260 at our new time, 6 a.m. But don't touch that dial. PJ Oakland is up next with Tuned In. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day.